The trio behind Fanball's original pants party in the mid-2000s have reunited for insightful fantasy football advice, entertaining analysis, and a few dated comedic cultural references. Let's Bra- put our pants on. Absolutely. Stay here for lineup help, free agent recommendations, DFS advice, and everything else you need to win your league and run with the big dogs. Resurrecting what was once greatness. This is the Fantasy Football Party Podcast, featuring Sport Radar's Bo Mitchell and John now, here's Anthony Maggio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JL Beers in Burnsville, Minnesota. Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m., as we are wont to do. We're starting a little late, actually. 7, 7.50. But that's Sorry. Okay. Fashionably late. Sorry, fans. Axel Rose just walked <laughs> out on the stage. John Tuvey, Bo Mitchell, Anthony Maggio here for Week 10, NFL Week 10. Is that right? Is that No. I did, no. Week 11. Week 11. I knew if something sounded right, wrong as soon as I said that, because... I remember saying something about double digits last you week. You can edit that part yeah, out. We'll cut now that we'll, out in post. Somebody will. No, nobody's going to do that. <laughs> um, that'll be my regret that I don't know what week it is. Uh, we've got immediate regrets. We've got news. Talk a little whatever and uh, some 50-50 as well today. Uh, but first, I want to talk about JL Beers because they have – I didn't win the bike when they had the bike promotion when uh, – I think it was Kona. Oh, yeah. I thought you were a lock for that. I thought so I was the too. Kona's you were putting but down. But now, now they've got a snowboard. It's seasonal. From uh, Pacifico, so I'm drinking a Pacifico to get my entry to win the bicycle Do or the snowboard. The snow I have. It's been years. Aren't you and a little I, old for that? I probably <laughs> to, to be <laughs> your quite kids, frank. Do your kids snow? They're no, probably a little ne- young. They're a little that. young. I used to. I, mm. I I don't ski at all. Like if it, if it requires. Like, my feet to be independent of each other and not wearing shoes, I don't do it. So, like, <laughs> rollerblading, I've had a bad had bad experience. Water skiing, bad. Haven't even these, tried snow skiing. These, but snowboarding and skateboarding feel like, can do that. These feel like stories that could be shared on the podcast. They, the, <laughs> dude, the water skiing one, maybe that'll be our week seven, our week uh, 16, end the season. That was – yeah, that'll be a good one for later. Um, well, but, I'm, I'm barrel-aged, so I'm drinking the uh, – all they needed to say was uh, we have the whiskey barrel-aged. I said, hook me up. It was the yes, uh, Odell. So. They just did a uh, what, tap tape, tap takeover. Easy for you to for say. Me to say. Uh, just uh, last week on uh, Odell Odell's products. a good brewery. Oh. I would like to go visit them. This is the Lugene, the barrel-aged milk stout. It, uh, it's like drinking a whiskey with your beer, which <laughs> why not? If you can kill two birds with one stone, I'm all in favor. <laughs> Bo and I actually t- we chatted with an Odell rep. Remember that la- we did before last season. We did. They, a, they bought us a, an Odell beverage. That was nice. Yeah, I got a souvenir cup. Oh, yes, we do. We have pint glasses. Thanks, so yeah, come on down to me, guys. Appreciate come on down that. to JL Beers and enjoy some of the Odell and some Bastards. of the other excellent stuff. <laughs> yes, and and Bo is uh, foregoing his usual uh, this evening. Yeah, I still have work to do tonight <laughs> after yes. the podcast. It always goes faster with a oh. couple beers in me. Bo's just hitting I the camera. I get sleepy. I say to my editor. <laughs> that's why Bo will be so that's, that's what happens. That's why Bo, that's why is up so late. Bo will abstain. Like, well, one of us has to be sober, damn it. Will, I, figured, I sent that off at like 11 last night, Bo. How come you didn't get any sleep? <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've got a lot of built-in regrets here, but let's uh, go ahead and uh, start with um, Bo. The Party Podcast now continues with... I immediately regret this decision. Let's find out what moves Maggio, Mitchell, and Tubi feel remorse over. Uh, this is not a regret that has... It's not a micro-regret on week 10, okay. which was last week, Maj. <laughs> macro-regret? This this week being week 11. Week 11. i got to write this that is, in the this notes. This is more of a macro-regret, and, and that is... 
I did not, in, in the larger leagues that I'm in, I did not roster quite enough running backs. Things were pretty rocky in the bye week apocalypse last oh, week yeah, between was, that and yeah. injuries. And, you know, lest, lest there be any doubt, fantasy football is so different from when I started playing 30 years ago and even 10, 15 years ago. There's just, as, as we experience in our 50-50 draft and why we changed the rules in our 50-50 draft, the... Um, there's just not enough running backs to go around anymore. The, the position has changed. I, I, I foresee a day maybe even where we're, you know, right now people stream team defenses and kickers and to a certain extent tight ends, mm-hmm. maybe even quarterbacks. Is there a day coming when people are just streaming running backs? Well, it's happened in the <laughs> NFL with you're seeing the holdouts and they don't want to pay big money, yeah. and now you've got – Dalvin Cook's probably the next big running back coming up that's that's due some money, and maybe teams are just going to think, "Hey, I I draft a guy right. in the third, fourth, fifth round because you can find a decent running back coming out of college that you can just wear out for four years right. and then start the process over." And if you draft one of those every year, spend a mid to late round pick. I mean. Yeah, if the NFL's doing it, fantasy probably won't be far behind. Well, and fantasy in fantasy terms, uh, I wasn't even a zero running back drafter guy. I didn't use that strategy this year. And still, in some of these larger leagues, you just can't have enough running backs. If Whenever you think you have enough running backs, so note to self, we used to, <laughs> we used to do this in the Fantasy Football Weekly uh, publications that we worked on back in the day we had towards the end of, back when print was a toward thing. the end of the year yeah. we'd write a note to self uh column about things to remember for next year and this is a note to self item it's just in those larger leagues where you've got many you know more than average roster spots y- you can't have enough running backs you just can't because you're going to lose them mm-hmm. there's bye weeks they don't pan out and you know you throw a whole bunch of uh you throw a whole bunch of them against the wall and hope and, you know you get two of them that stick and, and and you, you don't and it, you don't wait you you start drafting them early so and it's, you hope it sinks up too time wise because if it, right. they all go down at the or have their buy at the or the wrong two that time. work out yes. or both on buy at the same time yep yeah so um, probably cost me a little bit in a couple of leagues last week and I just you know man those zero running back uh, drafters from this year mm-hmm. I wonder how those guys are faring right about now because. I can't imagine it's. Oh, too they'll pretty. let you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if you're ever on this thing called Twitter. The Twitter, but yeah. yeah. Zero running back folks tend to. What's the word? Uh, tweet. Tweet a lot <laughs> about their success. Yeah. Well, and I yeah. think it's it's worth noting. I mean, we I think we even talked about this in last week's show, but don't wait. Um, you know, once you're through whatever bye week issues you may have, I mean, and hopefully, you know, things sync up and you don't really have any issues, but you don't you don't leave your number five or number six wide receiver yeah. on your bench. Yep. As soon as you are able to yes. get through whatever bye week issues you might have, that's when you start adding handcuffs. And that doesn't necessarily have to be your guy your handcuff either. No, if you're Zeke, others. you don't have to go get Tony Pollard. You can yep. go get Alexander Madison. Go know? get running backs with a pulse that have a chance to play if the starter goes down. Like mm-hmm. you say, you don't don't need the backup tight end and kicker yeah. and defense and the in some cases even the second quarterback if you're not in a super flex league. You mm-hmm. just just load up on those running backs and to a wide receivers to a certain extent, but mostly but those are easier to find. Running backs yeah. is you just you can't have enough of them. 
I'll, I'll piggyback on that with my regret a little bit, although I am going to fight you on the, uh, the backup tight end thing because I, my regret is getting complacent with my tight ends. Okay. You know what? We talked. You never want to get complacent with your tight ends. Treat we, those tight ends well. Yeah, well, we talked early in the season about Austin Hooper, and I, I said he was a guy that ended up on half my teams. And once Austin Hooper looked great, you know, I was yeah. like, well, I don't, I don't need to carry mm-hmm. Noah Fant or TJ Hawkinson mm-hmm. or whoever. I mean, the, the three tight ends that I loaded up on I, across all my teams were uh, Austin Hooper, uh, Evan Ingram, and Kyle Rudolph, which if I were more patient with Kyle Rudolph, it would have mm-hmm. worked out really well because mm-hmm. now he's, he's hitting his stride as those other two guys are going down. But instead it was like, yeah, here's some dead weight. That yeah. I can kick to the curb. It looks like Irv Smith's coming on, and I don't need to fight the tight end position. And yeah. now I'm, you know, Ingram's on a bye. Hooper's hurt. And Ingram's and, hurt, so we don't know if he's going to be back yeah, after the yeah. bye. And, and I'm, chasing, I'm chasing tight ends, and we've talked every show about how thin that position yeah. is. And so it's, now, you know, I wouldn't have cut my back. Well, maybe I shouldn't have cut my back up tight end for a running back but if if i had landed a running back that was worth hanging on to i wouldn't be regretting this at this point now it was it was kind of a a churn spot and maybe maybe that's one knowing how thin that position was this year that shouldn't have been my churn spot i should have been able to find another churn spot yeah i mean there's a reason in our dynasty league despite the fact we have very short benches 14 team or 14 player uh rosters that i hang on to two good tight ends Mm -hmm. i mean i've never played them both in the same week though i might this week um we'll see but it's yeah that is that is just such a difficult position to replace well yeah if you have two like quality Mm -hmm. tight end you know maybe a tight end one and like a high tight end two or low tight another second tight end one it's yeah you can't just let those go it's an interest well i mean from a streaming standpoint even if you draft this is good you know we're getting a little outside the bounds of the regrets here but that's right if you drafted you know george kittle you might be thinking to yourself well i'm fine at tight end and i don't need to those last roster churn spots i don't really need to pay attention to the tight ends that are coming on early in the season you know because when you're streaming guys early or you know you're cutting dead weight you're picking up the guy who had the highest score that week and hoping it, you know, the John Rosses of the world, right? Mm-hmm. You're ignoring the the high tight end scores because you're like, well, I got George Kittle. I don't need to bother. Well, right. other teams do need to bother, and you could stop them from potentially getting a guy who now might be beating your team with George Kittle because George Kittle's not playing. Or grab a guy and make him trade for him. Make yeah. him trade you a good wide receiver right. for him. Right, for sure. Um, my regrets. I honestly, I wanted, I, I wanted to say no regrets this week because, from a process standpoint, and normally I talk DFS in this segment, and so my my DFS week, like everything, I I felt like I did everything right. I mean, I lost one of my head to heads, but I had a great head to head. It wasn't to me. I was impressed no. with your lineup. My, you, I, you put a beating on my boys. Well, and it was one of those weeks where. I had conviction on the guys I thought would do well. I started my lineup building. Ah, you drafted felons. I had to make that done. That's the way to do it. Christian Kirk and Golden Tate were the first two guys I put in my cash lineup, and I started building from there. And honestly, when I was building, I started with Jamal Williams was one of my running backs because he had a a, a low price, and and 
you know, has been getting double-digit touches. But, like, I and Jalen Samuels was another guy. But, like, as I was building, I came off of those players because I was like, they're okay, they're decent values, but they're not must-haves. And I just, everything kind of clicked, and I actually played a little more cash than usual because it's like, you know, I like what I've got going. I like the, the lineups I'm able to build, and I had that conviction, and it worked out. And that, that felt really good. Now, to have a regret, because this is the regret segment, um, I did actually start David Johnson over Ronald Jones in the league. Now, it didn't cost me a W, so it's, you know, I'm not losing sleep over it. But we talked last week about Ronald Jones, and is is his new role last for real. Weeks. Yeah. Um, and that was, in our, that was the one whatever we talked about last week. And I was like, well considering the week last week he was an rb2 anyway because of all the guys on by i just got sucked into what david johnson has been in the past but he had not played at the same time as Kenyon drake yet he was playing against a tampa defense that's very very good and despite them saying he's healthy we haven't seen him healthy in a long time and he didn't look and healthy he he didn't look healthy and he looked like he's put on a couple of pounds to be honest with you like he didn't look like he was in football shape out there it was very odd but like that was one of those in hindsight where I was like, you know, I th- that I don't think that was a good process decision. It obviously didn't work out in the box score either. Um, so in hindsight, I, I would have done that differently. But for for a week, uh, you know, for that to be my one regret and it have not to even cost me a W. That's a that's a pretty good week. It was one of my best yeah. weeks in, in terms yeah. of process. So. Well, since you're not regretting, I We're think I, I'd like Thank to. You pre-regret for next week the, the nfl hey, that's my bit <laughs> i know stealing bo's bit i'm gonna pre-regret not checking the turf at uh mm. estadio azteca uh-oh You're going to mexico yeah i mean what happened last year they didn't check the turf they showed up to play and oh, and it was like gravel that's right so yeah. i if they, wasn't it like if a they did not concert that ruined it or something random like a what that? concert wasn't it was a shakira concert or something yeah, like that, U- that ufo yeah Hips, oh, hips don't lie, one. that's for and, sure. No. And they repaid her by giving her uh, the halftime gig at the Super Bowl this year and along with J-Ball. One more reason to watch halftime. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so I, I'm pre-regretting if the NFL does, does that the second right. year in a row. If they didn't slip that into their notes to self column. This is this is a new segment. We should have at least one of us should have a pre-regret. Pre-regret. <laughs> Already regretting. <laughs> the stupid things we know we're going to I'm playing off my favorite line from Fletch Lives. What are you doing? Something that at first will seem extremely stupid. It's like, it's like every Saturday night in college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you what we don't regret is continuing to uh, go to Fantasy Labs as our uh, number one DFS consult. Uh, Tuvi uses it for his football and his hockey. I am starting to use it for hoops now and, of course, my football, Bo. I use it for use football. It for football yeah. And it's uh, – it just continues to be the number one resource for, uh, you know, your serious DFS players out there. So if, uh, you know, if your season-long team's in the in the tank now or, you know, it's uh, running on fumes and you're still itching to, you know, to be competitive in fantasy football, now is the time. And Fantasy Labs is the place to help you build winning lineups. Make sure you're going to FantasyLabs.com using promo code 10OFF. That is 10 off and that will get you ten dollars off of their trial subscription and uh like i said if you're if you're seriously into dfs if you're playing more than a buck or two a week on there i think uh, you'll find it more than useful and uh, it'll it will help you in your prep and in your results you know i got fat fingers and i accidentally put in one nine off and i got okay you you're not, not buying it all right no, i no, tried false fake news to fake news <laughs> but you know it's not fake news 
all this football stuff. Let's throw it to both the Channel Square News. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Yeah, we've got a lot of news here. And, you know, this isn't so much a news desk as a, as a high top. News high top? Yeah. We'll go with yeah. it, though. Uh, we'll start with uh, some of the bigger news from uh, this week. Matthew Stafford fractured bones in his back. He missed last week's game against the Bears, and he's iffy for this week's game against Dallas. Will we see more draft? Jeff Driscoll? Jacoby Brissett with the knee injury missed last week's game. He's, he's one to watch the rest of this week as we head towards Sunday. Devonta Freeman, the big uh, running back news from this past week. He had a foot injury, could be out a few weeks. <clears throat> Brian Hill, the hot pickup of the week. Uh, his his teammate, as we just alluded to, Austin Hooper, sprained MCL, another knee injury. Uh, he's going to be out about a month from the sound of it. Not great. Not great, Bob. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, healthy scratch this past Sunday. Hashtag load management, according to some reports that I saw. Or maybe it's the fumble issues that he's that he's developed. We don't really know, but that bears watching. James Conner, shoulder injury should be, well, actually will be back. Nice. He'll be back for the Thursday night game against the Browns. Ty Johnson might not be back. He's in the concussion protocol. J.D. McKissick and Paul Perkins picking up the slack for the Lions. Darius Geis was activated from the injured reserve list last week from his uh, knee injury during their uh, bye week last week. Matt Breda, ankle injury. He's going to be out a couple weeks. Thankfully, it sounds like a low ankle sprain. Yeah. Teammate Emmanuel Sanders, rib injury. He's day-to-day. Teammate George Kittle, you might have heard of him, missed last week's game, missed the Monday night game against Seattle. He's already been ruled out for this week, and we're recording this on a Wednesday night. Yeah. To be ruled out already on a Wednesday afternoon, that doesn't seem good. Agreed. In, in that game, Tyler Lockett, Seattle, uh, injured his leg. The swelling was so bad that he was hospitalized for a few days. But he's they're expected to play now. They're on by this yeah, week. Yeah, he'll so. be all right when they're ready to play. No biggie. Him. Uh, Will Fuller hamstring uh, could be back this week. Evan Engram, as we mentioned, they're on the bye this week, but he's got that foot injury that uh, bears watching coming out of the bye. And then Chris Herndon goes Yay. to IR for the Jets. What was your favorite part of Chris Herndon's season? Was it the one it was, reception or the uh, – that's, it. It. That, that's really it. That's it was, all it was Ryan Griffin coming, uh, becoming a thing. He'll probably be in a few starting lineups this week, frankly, considering the uh, – Ryan Griffin or Chris Herndon? No, Ryan Griffin. <laughs> Hopefully not Chris Herndon. Take a big fat zero. Uh, let's let's start with the quarterback news here. Matthew Stafford, if he plays, uh, you got to play him, right? But what yeah. are the ramifications if he's going to miss another game here with, uh, with the broken bones? Well, I couldn't get uh, Kenny Galladay out of my lineup, the DFS lineup. I mean, I think he still would have to, had to start him in a in a weekly league, but uh, I couldn't get him out of my DFS lineups fast enough once the uh, news came down on Stafford, and I think that's probably the same case. I don't know that you trust uh, Marvin Jones or Kenny Galladay, and those are probably the only Lions you're going out of your way to play at this point. I mean, Driscoll acquitted himself fairly well, I thought, like considering the the spot he was put in. He wasn't the worst quarterback of the week. (laughs) That's a good point. That's a good point. It's faint praise. And he's... in deeper leagues and, you know, two quarterback leagues, I've, I saw him picked up. And 
I think that, you know, if you're in an emergency situation, you know, if you're a Russell Wilson owner or something like that, um, I mean, to go to Chicago having not played all year and, you know, he threw for almost, you know, 269 yards, nice touchdown, nice. Inter- interception. He ran for 37 yards. I mean, it's – I. I'm with you in that I'm less trusting of my my receivers, but it's like with Kenny Galladay, I I left Galladay in my season long lineup. Like you said, you couldn't get him out, and and Marvin Jones, if you know, he's more of a wide receiver, two or three on fantasy rosters, so that becomes a little more case by case. But yeah. I feel like the drop for me isn't that it's not precipitous in in rankings if it's Driscoll. No, they play in a dome, so there's no rain. Right. Really good. Uh, Jacoby Brissett uh, might be back this week. Yeah, it sounds he was back at practice today, right? That's and what I think I saw. Not, not to mow Maj's on, but isn't he your 50-50 uh, quarterback possibly? Lawn mode. Mm. Lawn mode. All right. Let's talk Falcons. Devonta Freeman. Yeah, so they, one of us picked up Brian Hill uh, this week, won the bidding. I did. I had – I'm curious – You. Maybe I look at other teams' free agent budgets more than anybody else ever, but like I saw that I had, like I had, I think like eighty-three. No, at this point of the season, that's worthwhile doing. Oh yeah, well, for I, sure. So I had eighty-three fab dollars, and then it was I was looking, and like the next closest below me was at like fifty-three, and I was like, okay. So I and then there were like two or three teams that had more than me. And you have to pay a dollar per transaction in our league. So if you you know you spend all your money, you cannot add anybody the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I can do the fifty-four, so I know that no team below me is going to get him. But then it's like I'm leaving myself exposed here. And I'm the Devontae Freeman owner, leaving right. myself exposed for one of these teams that has more money than me to to take him at a bid where I could have still gotten him. And I'm like, this is why I saved my Fab budget. I don't care. If I way overbid here, and I bid seventy one of I think the eighty five dollars I had left, and the next highest bid was twenty seven. <laughs> you got him. So I got. But honestly, I don't feel bad about that. That's what I spent. You know, when I yeah, there are sometimes there are leagues where I have to spend my fab early and often. Like I'm in one this this year where I had zero and I mm-hmm. could have used Brian Hill and I just I couldn't get him. But in this one, I just I, I saved it and this was the time to use it and. I would I would put that bid in again, not you know same situation tomorrow. I'm uh, I managed to pick up Brian Hill and uh, Darwin Thompson before kickoff at, uh, last Sunday, on just uh, kind of a you know I had two roster spots that I that I think guys were on by, and then I looked at the schedule ahead and I said okay time to trim the fat they've got some bad matchups yeah. I'm just gonna see if you know I can pick up. One of the, these two guys might shake out here for me. I need I need another running back for the bye week this week. Sure. So, uh, Anito Smith w- is on one, IR. So, so I got myself Brian yeah. Brian Hill for uh, one dollar last. And they're they're characterizing it as a two week time frame, but we've seen foot sprains that that's uh, very conservative for a running back. I, is that yeah. a big issue? I, well, Devontae Freeman's not been the model of health. Right. No, he hasn't. Yeah, lots of reasons to, to spend big on Hill. Okay, well played, we, gentlemen. We've talked about Austin Hooper a little bit. Let's what talk about, about, well, I was going to ask Luke Stocker. Interested? Well, no? Yes? Yeah. I'm not so much. but I, I'm not really, but it's... It's a warm body. It's a warm body. I'd rather a, play Ryan Griffin. In a position where uh, the, the, the starter's been successful in, in a league where we've talked about that they're mm-hmm. finding the tight end is, is not easy. 
Let's talk about the Chiefs running back situation. LaShawn McCoy, healthy scratch, fumble problems. Then Damian Williams fumbled, but he got a lot of touches last week. He hasn't had the fumble problems that LaShawn McCoy has this year. But what, what, what's your read on this situation? What would be an unhealthy scratch? Um, I don't maybe know. if you're just like scratching yourself out of like a habit and just okay, uh, so it's not actually until you there, bleed, I guess. Just, yeah, bad. Like you're hurting <laughs> yourself. Like cutting, I, you're really taking that in yeah. a completely different direction. I'm, Jim. I don't know. Well, the, go? the this this Kansas City is to, to not to no wait, not to derail. Scratch? Yeah, that'd just be your injured. Yeah, you're unhealthy. All right, so that's a normal scratch. Do we have do we have this <laughs> settled? Are we good? I yeah, we're, we're, we're good. Okay. We're good. We're back to healthy scratch. Okay. The the situation here is interesting because I I wish that they would not have sat McCoy or he would have at least been in uniform because I would love to have seen what would have happened after a Damian Williams fumble. Right. You know, because if McCoy, McCoy wasn't available, so they couldn't bench. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, they could play Daryl Williams or Darwin Thompson, like you said, but right. it's like, that. you know, that's not one of their two, you know, two major guys. And it's not like, like LaShawn McCoy has enough of an established history here that like, the getting benched for fumbling the ball. Like, the dude's been holding the ball like it's the male, you know, right. for his whole career. That's his bit. Yep. That's, yeah, that's what he does. And so, like, the maybe a short-term benching, fine. Like, I actually buy this as more of a load management situation. Yeah, uh, did you see that report, too? That it was just, uh, we we knew he was going to rest this week. It was I, just a planned uh, week yeah. off scheduled uh, I, load management I don't know that it was scheduled for this week I'll bet it was scheduled <laughs> but they probably were like you know what you fumbled this would the be ball. a good week for it this is probably the time to do it well and they probably figured too ah uh, Tennessee whatever right you know we're gonna yeah, beat they Tennessee probably did. Um, so I that I don't know like I'm it should be interesting to see what happens this week <laughs> like it's fine like if I were doing ranks for this week I would still have um, Will Damian Williams ahead of LaShawn McCoy, but if right. LaShawn McCoy is active, that significantly dings Damian Williams yeah. in in my book. Like he's, I don't it's know, something to watch. If they are both active, and I assume they will be, is it Damian Williams getting you know eighty percent of the touches again, or are they back to kind of a timeshare and it, or is he a healthy scratch again? I. I'd be pretty shocked if that happened. Yeah, and Damian Williams zero. didn't light the world on fire. I mean, no. besides the fumble, I mean, he, uh, you but know, he's he getting was a whole bunch fine. of touches in a really good offense. So, mm-hmm. well, and that's why you just can't ignore the situation because yeah. it's the Kansas City offense. But that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I would be worried to play Dan. Like, if I if Lashawn McCoy is healthy, I'm, I'm not going out or healthy. If he's active, I'm. It's going to be tough for me if I've got a, another reasonable option. To choose Damian Williams just because I just I just don't know I just don't know. I think the short answer here is uh, anybody who thought they were getting a bargain Kareem Hunt type numbers, mm-hmm. you know, right now you're looking pretty much at a lottery ticket mm-hmm. with, with either of these guys because yeah. you just don't like you said you don't know week to week who's going to get sixty seventy yeah. percent of the touches and you want that in a good yeah. offense and and that's a good dart to throw, but. Right now, there's just... Uh, I'd be trying to trade my way out of this situation. I'd be calling the Devontae Freeman owner and asking what uh-huh. they would give me for Damian Williams. Thank you. I got the modest bite size. I'm excited to try this. That you looks more... Uh, 
That's larger than the typical bite size. No, yeah, I was going to say this. This looks like a full to me. But this this guy, a pastry stout you don't have to share, brewed with pale wheat, crystal, and roasted chocolate malts. Ghana caca. Is it ca- coca? Caca. How do you say that? It's full of caca? C-A-C-A-O. Caco? Coco? It's coco with an A? I honestly don't know how to say that. Nibs and Madagascar vanilla. Nibs. There's nibs in there? I can, man. And all right. I'm excited for all this. Nibs all right. and caca. I'm going to have a sip of this. Fantastic. <laughs> you mentioned Kareem Hunt. We, we shouldn't we maybe shouldn't gloss over that because uh, oh, prior cool. to last week, we were like, okay, Kareem Hunt's coming back. And Maj and I are like, nah, who cares? Seven receptions. <laughs> <laughs> Seven receptions for Kareem Hunt. That's They uh, used him that, out wide that and in wasn't, the slot. That wasn't lot. nothing. No, well, they, he, I mean they don't have any talent at the receiver position. They got to find somebody to throw to. <laughs> well, wow. and they used him in like he played a little fullback for them. Like he, he got he got a touch uh, inside the five yard line, yeah. I believe. Yeah, and it's it did not. But here's the thing: it, he's it doing didn't, more than I thought. It didn't hurt it, Nick Chubb. It didn't. He still rushed for a hundred yards, but still. So I mean, it's kind of the best of both worlds here because if you're a Nick Chubb owner, you just saw him for the fourth consecutive game get exactly twenty carries. Um, I mean, the dude's just been crazy good. It's unfortunate he hasn't found the end zone in the last three weeks. But um, if if this is a sign of things to come, Chubb owners can rest easy, and folks yeah. who need help at running back can pick up Kareem Hunt with the hope that, especially in a PPR-type format, he's going to be serviceable. Well, and would it be a sell-high moment? Uh, because y- you know that Nick Chubb is their guy, is going to get 20 a week. Do you really believe that? Hunt's going to catch seven balls every week. No. So maybe. Probably not. Maybe a nice sell high There's opportunity. not many running backs know. that do catch seven balls every week. No. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, Bo. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Nine, yeah, nine targets he got. That's, uh, that will be. God, that's I got to believe that Jarvis Landry is going to demand the football. I yeah. mean, they got a loud receiver in that locker room. Jarvis Landry needs, <laughs> need, they need to throw the ball to him. Jarvis had a heck of a catch in this game towards the end there. Uh, I mean, he still Jarvis still had ten targets in this one. They, I mean, they they fed everybody. Man, what did, I didn't a, even see Baker's pass attempts. It had he had to be up there. They got to draft a number two receiver then, huh? What, yeah, where's man, the gap right. in that team? Thirty eight. It was a nice efficient day. The Browns actually looked all right against Buffalo. All right, moving uh, on. Yeah, we still have other running back situations to talk about. Yay. The Lions with with Ty Johnson with in the concussion protocol. What to do is. J.D. McKissick, do anything for you. James Conner coming back. So every, yeah. all should be right in well, the Steelers' backfield It's now. too bad. I mean, it's too bad Johnson got hurt at all. But it happened so early in that game that, remember, I took McKissick over Johnson in 50-50 last week because I thought he would probably be the one to get the most work. Well, he did, but I wasn't predicting Ty Johnson to leave with a concussion. So we really don't know. I mean, McKissick now gets a chance to show off a little bit more, and it, yeah. it certainly it will help him if Stafford's back. That will help him look even better. Um, you know, but I, I don't know. I view McKissick a little more as a pass catcher, not quite the Theo Riddick pass catching back, but more, you know, I like him as a pass catcher more than a runner, I think. And that's an offense that's used that. You, you yeah. hit on Theo Riddick right there. I mean, that's absolutely a, an opportunity, especially if it's Stafford and – you, you know my thought on on guys that are concussed. I think you you get Ty Johnson in a dark room. Well, you know he's not quite sure who he is, and you tell him he's Barry Sanders, and then you know <laughs> that, see, see how he how comes back. I've never tried that. That's my. Well, that's probably why I'm not a licensed. I did stay yeah. at a no, I did. 
It's good to see Kevin Burleson on the TV, by the way. I covered him when he was a gopher way back in the day. I had no idea he was a, he was a Timberwolves assistant coach. Huh. His brother's on CBS. We're watching He's TV. On, yeah, let's yeah. try and keep Sorry. to the topic here. <laughs> I was just I haven't seen him in years. Anyway. Uh, 49ers situation. Manuel Sanders day-to-day. George Kittle out again. Your thoughts? Debo Samuel. We'll talk about him a little little later in 50-50, but uh, yeah, it's too bad for that offense. And Matt Breda. Matt Breda. Oh, a couple weeks, sounds like. Pick up your Raheem Mostert yeah, we'll and your t- Debo Samuel. We'll, we'll touch on both those guys in 50-50. All right. Uh, that's, yeah, it's about does it. the other guys on our news list. We're on bye weeks and such. So Will Fuller, I, we should note that he's back practicing. And so yeah. if he plays, I mean, use him as you normally would, I think. But it is a – there. I mean, there's always a concern he's going to hurt his hamstring because that's what he does. So, mm-hmm. But uh, – He's a nice weapon to have in your lineup if, if you got him. All That's right. It. Well, whatever. That's enough. Whatever do you want to talk about next? Tuvi, do you want to talk about this? Yeah, stuff? we'll throw th- it. It seems like a timely topic. We, we threw it on the schedule for last week, and then we had some other whatevers. But uh, Lamar Jackson's all the rage. And he is good. As a, as a guy who employs him, and uh, I don't know if it's quite half my leagues, but I know it's, um, yeah, I think it is. I think he's my quarterback in, in, in three fantasy leagues. Smart. Oh, good is, for you. Is he here to stay? You know, you can trade on, him on the one hand, you, <laughs> you see the. Uh, yeah, if you don't want him. Well, I think I, I play you in our work league this week. All right, bring it on. Don't you have Lamar Jackson? <laughs> I in do have league? Lamar Jackson. Uh, at least they don't play the Bengals this week. That's true. That, that I mean, that's and that's the knock. The Lamar Jackson, the faction that doesn't like Lamar Jackson, his big games came against was it the Bengals and Dolphins. His two perfect yeah. passer ratings. By the way, the only rookie ever to have two perfect passer ratings in the same or not rookie, the only quarterback say. or the first quarterback since Ben Roethlisberger to have there you uh, go. That's perfect passer meant. rating in two twice in the same year. Um, you know, and they point to guys like RG three, Michael Vick. They were, they were going to destroy the league, and the league eventually caught up, or the hits. It's the hits. I mean, he takes too many hits when he runs. Cam Newton. If you saw the spin move, Lamar Jackson doesn't take many hits. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's not getting that was nice shelled that frequently. How, he, can he, you? I, w- I would like you guys to guess how many combined pass attempts he had in his two games with a perfect Passer rating this year. Oh, I should know this. It's going to be no. It's going to be like <laughs> guess, it's under no. four. I'm a 30, nice guess. Thirty-seven. Oh, I'm a nailed it. Nice See, I, I'm a I'm a Lamar Jackson fanboy. <laughs> I, I, I do not uh, yes. hesitate to admit that. I, and I think he does enough throwing the ball. And and most importantly of all those quarterbacks that we mentioned, mm-hmm. by the way, his offensive coordinator was the coordinator in San Francisco, and Colin Kaepernick yep. was threatening to blow up. Ah, the, the funny game. you should so, mention him. Yeah, he's got a nice little side gig set up. Anyway, uh, but they've got an offense that, that buys into him. That yes. This is what he can do. This is what he does well. Let's embrace that and, and build around that and not not say you only are a pocket passer or you only run the wildcat or whatever. You know, they've, they've got – it's designed around mm-hmm. him. And I, I think the, the telling – move might be does bill belichick draft Tua, you know a a similar quarterback going forward to replace brady because he saw firsthand what a guy with that much talent and that many weapons can do so i guess if if you've got 
I think Bill Lee is the second Brady walks out the door, though. Oh, but yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. But maybe he's Ozzie Newsom-like and sets up his team for right. for going forward. Well, you, you mentioned Greg Roman, and I think that's important because the you know part of this success is being capable of building an offense and being willing to build an offense around that skill set because it's not he this is not a plug and play quarterback he'll be a head coach next year by the way i think right Romo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well and and prior to um what was that two weeks ago when they played the patriots two or three now but the in preparing for that game in looking back greg roman he had played i want it was either four or five times he had faced the patriots but he had faced them with colin kaepernick and with tyrod taylor and he had averaged four touchdowns a game against the Patriots. You know, he knows how to do this. And as long as there's a system in place where he he is put in the position to thrive, he can throw 37 passes over the course of two games, and eight of them can go for touchdowns. Yep. The thing about running quarterbacks, though, is that it, no matter, even if you're not taking a lot of hits, the speed doesn't stay forever. Yeah. So and he, it's and he, good that he's he, getting perfect passer ratings in, in some of the – he's obviously – he's not just a wide receiver. Yeah. So what some people thought he was coming into the league, he can throw, and he can throw accurately. So he's not a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I think, you know, while the wheels, the running yards uh, aren't going to be there forever, the he has a good, good arm and an accurate arm that he can fall back on and be a – a capable quarterback regardless of if he loses a step or two in the years to come. He could even follow the, the Randall Cunningham plan, although probably not without the, the break, but you know, Randall right. Cunningham reinvented himself yes. as, a, as a I mean, he was That's not a pretty good he was not running actually. in that offense yeah. when he was with the Vikings. He was right. throwing the ball and throwing it well and That's throwing it well. That's a pretty apt comparison. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, to me, I don't worry. Like, if I'm a GM, let's say that it's a it's a choice between Lamar Jackson and a presumed twelve years of fairly elite play, or taking a shot on the next Tom Brady. I mean, who? How many? That that player just doesn't come around. Even Aaron Rodgers has what one Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. You know, so and maybe those guys can play in the fifteen to eighteen year range instead of the twelve. But it might be worth it to just have the twelve of, of this type of offense right. because we're I mean we're just seeing the evolution of football happen in front of our eyes and and it's fun to watch, man. So actionable in your dynasty league, do you go do you, do you start dropping the yeah the league caught up to RG three the league caught up to Colin Kaepernick he, it's going to catch up to Lamar Jackson you should deal him to me. I wouldn't buy it if I were a LeBron. Would you? You're oh, a Lamar I, no, Jackson. Or you wouldn't oh, buy that line. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I offered three. Yeah, nice try. <laughs> I offered Bozer three first-round picks for Lamar Jackson, and he declined. Wow. Yeah, well. Well, part of it was because I was playing him last week, and Lamar was playing the Bengals, <laughs> and I was like, I know I'm in trouble. There you go. And, of course, and I lost. It worth it just for that one game. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's just to jump back on Greg Roman, I don't know that Tennessee is looking for a coach, but – Maybe Greg Roman and Marcus Mariota end up somewhere together. Is yeah, that maybe. is that a skill set that plays to his strength? Potentially, man. It's been a while since we've seen Mariota, yeah. you know, even try to execute anything like that. So it, it, that'd be tough. But or maybe which, whichever team signs Colin Kaepernick at this great uh, hastily arranged 
dog and pony show that they're throwing him into on Saturday. Yeah, that's. I would think Roman would be all for that. Like yes. if, if if Colin still got still. Well, they've it. got RG three. I mean, <laughs> how how deep do you yeah, need to stack that quarterback? That was room? great. That was great when they had uh, Lamar Jackson, RG three. And Ingram in the same backfield for a play. This <laughs> three, past three, Heisman guys. three Heismans. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Um, I just, I, I'm, I'm calling an audible on my whatever. Okay. Um, just you brought up Kaepernick, and he, he very well could be signed by a team after this workout on Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is I'd, I'd cl- like to believe you, Chicago yeah, Bears. If Chicago and, and there are, <laughs> the Bears better be there. <laughs> there are plenty of quarterbacks that he's better than. I, I just think this is. I mean, maybe. It's been a while since we've seen him. Yeah. But, well, let's say let's say he does sign. Or even, like, right now, in anticipation of him maybe signing with a team. You're in a dynasty league or you're in a really big league with like we're in several of them with like 20 roster spots or yeah. something like that. Do you do you throw a flyer on Colin Kaepernick or Rob Gronkowski? Who the <laughs> the wor- the rumors are still out there and he has to decide by the 30th and he's been posting stuff on Instagram and dropping hints and there's there was a story this week that Kraft said he wants him back for the stretch run from from pretty good sources. Um, I picked up Gronk in a, in a league where I've got 20 roster spots, and yeah, I just had like not? some you know some injured players and in guys who were just fluff on on my at the end of my roster. I but Kaepernick, I could maybe see doing the same thing. Uh, Gronk's going to have the more immediate impact. Now, sure. Kaepernick's more of the long play, obviously. But at, in in any kind of league format, are you are you? Not waiting? Are you are you picking them up for a buck now, like I did with with uh, Brian Hill last week yeah. before the mad rush to the door after they sign with the team or Gronk comes I back? I do not what? hate that at all. For Kaepernick, yes, because he can come in and get you from a fantasy perspective. He can come in and get you a rushing touchdown a week plus mm-hmm. everything that he throws for as a bonus. I mean that I I can't believe you would bring him in and not ask him to run a little bit. That's that's yeah. what he brings to the table. Well, there's With, there's weak quarterback play all over the national yeah, football like I said, league. I mean, he, he, he could fit in pretty could, quickly with the could, team. He could easily back up 20, 25 teams and could be a is better than what you know, could have started eight, ahead of Brian Hoyer 10, last week or, mm-hmm. or trotting out. So the the key again would be going to a team that does things that fit what he can do and not trying to force him into a situation that. That doesn't work for him. As far as Gronk, I like the idea. I would need to see him. The last we saw of him, he looked like he maybe was cycling down. From, well, from the yeah, he's still weightlifting. In, in, <clears throat> yeah, that, still that in tremendous shape. It's uh, but yeah, he's well, so what, am I, but what, rounds of shape too. Yeah, <laughs> what what made him a difference maker was he was too big for linebackers to handle too fast yeah. for d-backs to handle now he might just be too fast well and yeah. he's he well, maybe he's, they split him out wide oh, he's knows? recovered from his injuries but, <laughs> but as i say he's a bit of a redundant skill set in that patriots offense now with sanu and edelman as middle of the field <laughs> type of guys right mm-hmm. i mean you're not gonna they, they, they need josh gordon back is what that <laughs> offense needs i don't know we'll see but i i should have brought this up actually earlier um Topically, it's still relevant, I guess, here, though. When you're adding guys to the end of your bench, you know, whether mm-hmm. Gronk and Kaepernick don't really fit this mold, but um, 
you know, because the, of the timing of things. But when players are ruled out, ch- make, check your league because IR settings are different in every league. And, like, I'm in a league where when a guy is ruled out, I can put him on my IR and yeah. stash him there. And I up to three guys. Like, I can pick up three guys before noon lock on Sunday. So That's the Brian still weird Hills to me. But of yeah. the world. But I, I hate it, a lot of, out. Lot of I hate it but it take way. advantage but of it. But yeah. take advantage yep. of it's that. It's in your so rules. If do you it. haven't been doing it, Start doing it, especially when those handcuffs are out there. Do it to pick up those handcuffs. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. Not You're not going to do that for the Gronk types, but for the handcuff type, that's, yeah. that's what yeah. you do. There are situations out there where Gronk and Kaepernick should be picked up this week. That's, yeah. That's my whatever. I like that. Uh, for mine, I'll quick just talk about Jared Goff. Um, my the, the question is drop Jared Goff, and it's a rhetorical question because it's yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> Maybe should have waited. But I, I thought rhetorical <laughs> didn't have a drink in my no mouth. Answer. It's rhetorical because I don't want you to answer. <laughs> uh, it, we've been concerned about Jared Goff this whole season just because of, I mean, even coming in, we knew the offensive line was going to be suspect after losing a couple starters from last year's team. And now they're suffering from injuries, too. Center Brian Allen on IR with a knee injury. Right tackle Rob Havenstein's out uh, probably for a couple weeks at least with a knee injury of his own. You know, Goff already was not as good on the road. You checked that box with style at Pittsburgh last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, yeah, and style might not couldn't be. figure out a way to get the ball to Cooper Cup. Thank you no. very much. Yeah, Cup dropped one yeah, or two. I know. But, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that was rough. Um, just but bitter. really, it's. The, the upside's not there. I mean, no more than two touching, touching, two touchdown passes in any game this year. He's got an 11 to 9 touchdown interception ratio. Um, you know, so, so there's no real upside. And in the fantasy playoffs, weeks 15 and 16, he's at Dallas and at San Francisco. Like, no yeah. thanks. Hard pass. And that is an example of a guy that, uh, you can drop and, and, like I said, just go pick up another running back just be, because you can't have enough of them. Or yeah. Rob Gronkowski. Goff's obviously not going to do any good, even even as an insurance policy at this point. You might yeah. be able to just find an emergency streamer quarterback that's going to, you know. Any one the, the Lions yeah. dude that we were talking about. Yeah, Driscoll. I, I forgot his name already. Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> Jeff Driscoll. You know, he, he can put up yeah. Goff numbers easily. Yeah, so. there are – Multiple streaming options every week, unless you are in a very deep. Like if you're in a two quarterback league, you probably can't drop Jared Goff. But in a yeah, in a super flex league. league, maybe you can. And in a one quarterback league, absolutely yes. You just don't yes. just stop with with the Jared Goff. And with Brandon Cooks out just again stop this week, with the Jared Goff. I mean that's you know <laughs> uh, that that doesn't help him either. So uh, yeah, not a not a very robust whatever for me. But just if you've been hanging on to if after hanging on to Mitch Trubisky too long uh you're now hanging on Jared Goff for too long just uh let those two guys go yeah. hang out on waivers let it together go. let it go all right uh well before uh we get to our 50 50 for this week we of course have to tell you about fantasy draft fantasydraft.com where if you use the promo code ff party you get yourself seven free days of rake free fantasy sports not just football all of them you can meet up with Tuvi, playing hockey, hockey every night. Uh, you can play this every week night. in the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like say it's not a sickness, but <laughs> it's it's, it's fun. A sickness. You have a good time. Uh, GamblersAnonymous.org. If it's not a good time for you, um, two hundred fifty thousand dollars Hooters main event, uh, the Sunday only. Um, 
there it is a 10,000 entry capped, so it's not one of these, you know, just you're not fighting against hundreds of thousands of people in here. 10,000 entries tens of thousands. and first place of gets thousands. 35 thousand dollars in this one you can and buy they pay out to, to what place on there on the left side or yeah on the right, on the side, right side of the screen they're paying out so to like, the tw- uh let's see come on now there we go two thousand the top two thousand wow. get paid out yeah so out that's of 10? like 20 percent yep it is a uh what is the entry 25 dollar entry and yeah even two thousandth place gets 50 bucks in this yeah. one so double your money and if it fills it pays out 100 percent because like you said it's rake free if it doesn't fill it goes, and it pays out more than 100%. That is why we love playing rake-free at FantasyDraft.com. And if you like playing for low stakes, come find me in the lobby in the $1 head-to-heads. I, I post them every week. Um, it's a blast. I enjoy it. You know, like I said, low stakes, just getting out there and having some fun, putting together a good cash lineup. I don't think I'll do as good as I did last week because it's hard to top that lineup. I, I lost one. Somebody played Aaron Jones uh well, yeah, that weren't in, in addition to like Christian Kirk and Lamar Jackson and mm. Golden Tate, so I ran That'll into that one it. buzzsaw. But other than that, uh, nope, I played Saquon right. Barkley. That I was hope they played good. that lineup in the uh, the Hooters. Yeah, no game kidding. Last probably week driving off in their shiny new motorboat. Probably, probably use that code FF Party at FantasyDraft.com. These guys are owned in fifty percent or less of fantasy leagues. Next. John, Anthony, and Bo will discuss whether they're high-value acquisitions or not worth the risk. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time for 50-50 on the Fantasy Football Party Podcast. How would we do last week? Do we have any winners last we had week? Some, yeah, we had some good, uh, you know, Hunter Renfro, uh, Ryan Tannehill, Deontay Johnson, Darius Slayton, Daniel Jones. Adam yeah. Humphreys got in the end zone. I mean, for all of the late. buys that were last week, very late. Yes. <laughs> Just very late. Yeah, I mean, the, the Lions D didn't really pay off for us. Uh, Gus Edwards was a bust. Huh. A.J. Brown. I was so proud great. of starting the Lions D against your Bears last week. That didn't really work out. Yeah. Mitch it, had it his looked, three touchdown looked, looked game. promising early. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Oh, man. You know how the you know the Bears are on? You turn on red zone and you don't see the Bears. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Spoken like a true Bears fan. Like I did, my, That's my, pretty good. My Sundays, like the when I'm not like hanging out, watching the games with friends or something, if I'm just at home, I hit the elliptical machine and watch Red Zone for the first hour, and I did not see the Bears except for <laughs> a play in that hour. Yeah. That no, you're right. It's like, oh, yeah, there, that game's going on today. Nobody's uh, crossed the 50. Scott Hansen, I'm like, come on, man, just tell me. Tell me what's happening. Um, no, we had to, we like I said, I'm I'm proud of the the work we've done in fifty fifty this year. We've had some uh, uh, some solid solid wins. Speaking of, let's see what we can do uh, for week eleven, not week ten. Uh, two of you had first picks. Why don't we let you go first? I today? did, and I did not take a quarterback with my first pick, but I was happy. I there were two quarterbacks I, I liked this week, and I was happy to jump on at least one of them. That's all our roster allows. I went with Kyle Allen against the Falcons. He's a little pricey for a 50-50 guy, $10,500 on fantasy draft. Uh, But he gets the Falcons who have allowed the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Last week was the first week they didn't allow multiple quarterback touchdowns. Of course it was to Drew Brees at home. Makes sense. Uh, I'm going to call that an aberration. Guess who was in all of my DFS lineups last (laughs) week. That made, yeah, uh, that was unexpected. I did some uh, digging on, on the Saints this week, and that's like the first time in, I believe, 12 years that he's thrown... 45 or more passes and not 
thrown for 300 yards or a touchdown. Man. Wow. So it was it was all aimed at Bo, and, and he got him good. Yep, my fault. Uh, I'll go next. Jacoby Brissett's going to be my quarterback since Bo mowed my lawn. I want to make sure I get this out of the way. He's going against mm-hmm. Jacksonville, 11,000. Fantasy Labs has him as the QB 11 at that price over at Fantasy Draft this week. Um, you know, prior to leaving that Pittsburgh game early, he actually didn't have a touchdown in two of his previous three, but multiple touchdown passes in all five of his other games this year. Jags are middle of the pack against opposing quarterbacks, and they have played uh, Mahomes once and uh, Deshaun Watson twice, but they've also played Mariota, Flacco, Kyle Allen, Bridgewater, Dalton, and Darnold, so (laughs) not exactly the Hall of Fame uh, against this Jags defense, so um, they can give up uh, they can give up a little something and I you know I think we saw when as bad as Brian Hoyer was last week that that hurt Marlon Mack because they could uh, you know spend the the dolphins of all teams on the road got to hold Marlon Mack in check because they didn't have to worry about Brian Hoyer so I think Brissett uh, helps that uh, open thing open some things up there in that offense and is worthwhile uh, if you need a uh, low end QB1 this week. I did not have the first pick. In fact, I, I, I picked. Uh, I, in fact, I picked third <laughs> yes. out of the three of us this week. But I was the first guy to take a quarterback this week, and I jumped all over Derek Carr because he welcomes to town the Bengals. Let me show you what the turkey hole is. <laughs> welcomes the winless Cincinnati Bengals to town. Carr has multiple touchdown passes in five of his last seven games. Uh, I think it's a great start this week. The Bengals, Bengals are a bottom five pass defense, and Carr's performance has made him not uh, quite the great DFS value. His price is up to 12500 on Fantasy Draft, so I don't know that he'll be in a lot of DFS uh, lineups this week, but the fact that he's still available in more than 50% of ESPN Fantasy Leagues tells me that there's got to be some teams out there that could use him this week in a pinch. And he'd be yeah, better I mean, than Jeff Driscoll. The uh, really the only knock on Carr is their lack of pass attempts. Hey, he hasn't had 32 pass attempts since uh, September 22nd when he had 34 against Minnesota. But he's being efficient, and, so. and he may not need to against Cincinnati either. But Yash Jacobs uh, is pretty he, good. He's still getting the touchdown passes, so yeah. efficiency. All right. Uh, my first overall pick was a running back. We've talked about Brian Hill. It's, uh, We've I, mentioned I, him. I'm guessing that by now, by the time you listen to this, if you yeah. hop over to ESPN, it's, he's probably more than 50% owned. Likely. So we caught him at the right window. He's You're a, paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. You would hope. 20 carries, scored a receiving touchdown last week after Freeman went down. Carolina has allowed 17 running back touchdowns in nine games and the third Jeez. most fantasy points to running back. So he walks into a great opportunity. Um, ten thousand two hundred dollars. It's uh, you know, I, there's a reason those guys are are making semi big coin yeah. at, at mm-hmm. fantasy draft. They they do pay attention, but if he's out there in your league, grab him and start him. My other back uh, again. We've talked about Raheem Mostert. He gets the Cardinals, and he's only sixty seven hundred because there's a little uncertainty on, on Matt Breda. He's not exposed to play, though, this it's, week. Yeah. It sounds sounds like uh, Mostert's going to be the guy. No team, not even the Vikings, are getting more fantasy points from the running back position than the 49ers. So with Breda out, there's a chunk of fantasy points to yeah. be had, and I think Mostert walks into him. Arizona's only allowed the 11th most fantasy points to running backs, but that's still – my math says that's just outside the top ten. <laughs> yep. He's your, he's your 1B in San Francisco to Tevin Coleman this week. Uh, I have just one running back this week. 
I actually, I don't know if it's just because I talked myself into it, but like when I first took Kalen Balaj, I was very upset with myself because I just didn't want to. It's just this running back landscape is so bad. And he's going against Buffalo, which you you don't love that matchup. No. Um, but the Bills are actually allowing the 11th most fantasy points to running backs this year. I was surprising. surprised very to surprising. see that. Um, and Balaj is uh, 7,900, I should note, on fantasy draft. That actually makes him... Fantasy Labs running back 16 on their cash game model. And it's because of volume, right? I mean, he got 20 carries and four targets at Indianapolis last week. There are not a lot of guys out there getting that much opportunity. Now it's behind a bad offensive line, and he's a bad player, so that's a bad combination. (laughs) Um, But they just played Buffalo in Week 7, Miami did, and they had 23 carries in that game and another four targets to running backs. This was still when Mark Walton and Kenyon Drake were around. That feels so long ago, but it was, like, literally three weeks ago. Um, so they've already, I wouldn't say had success, but they've at least stuck to uh, a script that has the running back getting opportunities against the Bills, and now they get them in Miami. So I think from a volume standpoint. If, Where are they? Oh, you know what? They Well, they live they? there. They don't play the Dolphins. They are the Dolphins. Right. Buffalo. I'm going to tell them yeah, play the Dolphins, you dumbass. Yeah, that's, Sean McDermott that's for what it. I thought. Okay. Yeah, and, and I only have one running back this week. So, Bo? Uh, I only have Uno running back as well, J.D. McKissick of the Lions. I'll feel better about this pick if we find out that Matthew Stafford's going to play. But regardless, uh, with Ty Johnson and the concussion protocol, that should open up more chances again this week for McKissick, who had 16 touches for 55 yards last week and scored a touchdown the week before. Now they play the Cowboys, and the Vikings kind of showed you the blueprint for attacking the Cowboys' aggressive defense, and that's to throw the little short screen passes to Delvin Cook. Now... That's as close as I'll come to comparing Jaden yeah. McKissick to Delvin Cook, but yeah, McKissick is, can be used in, in a similar way with, with yeah. short passes 80, that 80. way. So, so maybe there's, uh, uh, you know, four, five, six catches for McKissick in store this week and about ten handoffs, and that'll provide you with a floor, if nothing else. He's $9,000 or $9,600 on Fantasy Draft, um, still unowned and over 80% of ESPN leagues. shocking. It's my only running back. That means it's me. And Ron, are you paying attention? That's for all of you out there who have not picked <laughs> up J.D. McKissick. Uh, my receivers, I've got three of them. The first most expensive is Zach Paschal uh, against Jacksonville, $10,100. been the Colts' most targeted wide receiver each of the last two games without T.Y. Hilton. It's not a fabulous matchup, but the Jaguars, uh, aside from only allowing six wide receiver touchdowns, they're... No better than middle of the pack, pass defense-wise, and if he gets uh, Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett back, mm-hmm. um, he's in line for a, a solid day. Yeah, T.Y. is supposed to still be out. I don't know if we mentioned that. Did we? We did not mention that. Hey, yeah. T.Y. Hilton's going to be I out. Th- I yeah. think yeah. it's assumed it's at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A.J. It's Green implied. also. Yeah, A.J. Not, Green not, not going to play. play. <laughs> Cam, I was going to get to that. Cam Newton, unhealthy scratch. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably from all, eating all that yogurt. Isn't that like a, some sort of culture thing? Um, Hunter Renfro is my number two receiver. He gets the Bengals, uh, $8,500. The last two games since he has allowed 18 receptions, 421 yards, and three touchdowns to wide receivers. Oof. Renfro has been the most targeted Raiders wide receiver over the last three games with 14 catches, 184 yards, and two touchdowns. So... Uh, I believe Maj played him last week. I was a little jealous that, that Maj snapped him up in uh, 50 I did. Yeah, I've had, him, I've had him for several weeks yep. now, yeah. Well, uh, my shot, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And then uh, threw a real dart on my last wide receiver. I'm going Ted Ginn against 
the Tampa Bay Yuccaneers, who hmm. have allowed seven 100-yard receivers and the most fantasy points to wide receivers. There's more, cut Vernon Hargraves. More importantly, with, with Ted Ginn, you know he's the deep ball guy, the mm-hmm. Buccaneers have allowed 28 passes of 20 or more yards. <laughs> I believe it was the. Uh, I believe the Raiders had allowed thirty in nine games, but on a per game basis, they were number two. Ginn went for one hundred and one yards on seven catches in the season opener, and then he's had one game with three, and the rest with two or zero catches. I think we catch lightning in a bottle this week against right. a really bad Buccaneers defense. Unfortunately, hmm. they're making me pay eighty five hundred dollars to do that. Yes. We have bad, bad pass defense. They're very good against the run, and uh, we know Drew Brees. Didn't last week. I think he has the bounce back game, and Ted Ginn's is uh, is Huckleberry. All right, is that all of them? That's all. Me three and Bo, of them. me and Bo have four receivers each. So cute. Buckle up. Uh, Devontae Parker versus Buffalo, ninety nine hundred Fantasy Labs uh, wide receiver thirty five over at Fantasy Draft. You know, the uh, there's good and bad here. Thirty four targets in the last four weeks is good. Four touchdowns in the last six weeks, very good. 55 yards or more in four straight, and he had 69 nice yards at Indianapolis nice. last week. All good. Bad, Tredavious White. That's who is going to uh, be lined up most often and potentially shadowing Devontae Parker, probably shadowing Devontae Parker this week. So it could be a down week for Devontae here, but I'm uh, going to lean into the uh, the opportunity here just because there's not a ton of pass catchers there in Miami. Debo Samuel versus Arizona, 7,800. Fantasy Labs has him as their wide receiver, 13 in their cash game model. Uh, season high, 11 targets last week, and that was after tying a season high with seven at Arizona the week before, so he's been trending up. This was not just only a result of Emmanuel Sanders getting hurt. He led San Francisco wide receivers with an 83% snap share last week, was behind only Sanders with 66 the week before. Arizona, meanwhile, allowing the 10th most fantasy points to wide receivers. Like me some Debo. Kenny Stills at Baltimore, 9,100. Fantasy Labs wide receiver, 25 at Fantasy Draft this week. This is a this is much in the vein of Tuvi's Ted Ginn play. He's the, you know he's a deep ball guy. 11.5 average air yards uh, this year is not terrible. Tied with Keenan Allen, just ahead of Devontae Adams and Tyler Lockett this season. Uh, he's had four more targets in three straight without Will Fuller. Now Fuller might be back, but he also uh, had six targets in the game with Fuller just a couple weeks before Fuller went down. I'm Hoping they can get a big play to Stills here because they do have a. While that secondary is improving, they also uh, they like to gamble a little bit, so they're susceptible mm-hmm. to the big play. Uh, Auden Tate is going to be my last receiver at Oakland. We just talked about how one team is worse than the Bucks at giving up those real big passing plays, and that team would be Oakland. <laughs> uh, Ninety-three hundred fantasy labs wide receiver forty-six, so they're not in love with them. Um, but he played 100% of the snaps last week, 98% the week before. And this is a far easier matchup than that Ravens team I just talked about, which was Ryan Finley's debut last week. Should help make Finley look more reasonable and Tate be more effective because last week was the first time since week two he didn't hit at least 50 yards or a score a touchdown, and he still got six targets from Finley, uh, and that's a number he has not been below since week one. Wow. All right. I only yeah. have three wide receivers, oh, not four. four. No, I have two tight ends. Right. So uh, We'll start with, uh, once again, I'd like to welcome back Cole Beasley. You know where <laughs> he is this week, Maj? 
Cole Beasley of the of, oh. of the Bills. Yeah, hang on. I was trying to. He's in Miami. Trying to drink a beer there. Hang on. Why is he in town to play the Dolphins? You dumbass. That's right. He's in town to play the Dolphins this week. Cole Beasley. Unfortunately, his touchdown streak ended at three games last week, but he still had four catches through seventy-four yards. That's a pretty nice floor. Tres. That was a little low. On it. No, no, low on no, it. no. Four catches, not not three. Well, that was the weeks. Quattro. <laughs> I don't have catches. a quattro. Oh, oh yeah. His t- t- touchdown streak ended at Tres. Yeah. Very good. All right. I was just slow. Yeah. Uh, as you <laughs> as you want to do. Later in the shows, I get a little slower. <laughs> I don't know. Why could that be? <laughs> Uh, Cole Beasley, $9,200 on Fantasy Draft, an okay value. My next guy on the list, again, not a great value. Miko Hardman, very, very efficient, though. Very efficient. And very fast. Very fast, very efficient. Uh, six, six total targets over his, his uh, last four games. Three of those targets have resulted in touchdowns for Miko Hardman. It's a good uh, ratio. That's a very good ratio. Uh, he's uh, only 7300 at Fantasy Draft, still available in over 80% of Fantasy Leagues. My next guy, my third and final wide receiver, is probably my best DFS play of the week, at least according to Fantasy Labs, and that's Randall Cobb with the Cowboys. At the Lions this week, you saw what he did against the Vikings on Sunday night. Oh, six receptions. Saw he had a good time. Six receptions, 106 yards, a touchdown against the Vikings. Now has 16 targets over his last two games. And that was good enough to make him. That and the pr- fact that his price at Fantasy Draft is only 7900 makes him the wide receiver 16, according to Fantasy Labs this week for the cash game models for the Fantasy Draft platform. All right, those are my three wide outs. All right, before I jump on uh, tight ends, i got to say I'm switching from the uh, Odell barrel-aged Lugene, yeah. which was 10.5% alcohol and aged in whiskey barrels, this to is the Odell Bullproof. Update. Which uh, is aged in Old Elk Bourbon Distillery bourbon barrels and is 12.0%. How are you getting The one right below (laughs) is aged in tequila barrels, which is what I was going to get before I saw the modest. Tequila and I, we we had a falling out after college. (laughs) (laughs) It's me and whiskey, actually. Me and tequila are still friends. Well... Tequila, tequila and I went through a messy, messy breakup. And, uh, I don't like any of those guys. We, we don't like to talk about it. Uh, they but, don't like me. <laughs> you, you don't need tequila to put Tyler Eifert in your lineup against the Oakland Raiders for a nice, a nice price of $6,900. Oh, huh? The Raiders have allowed the third See most fantasy points per game to tight ends. Eifert's over the last two games, 13 targets, 8 catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown. And most importantly, at least as of the recording of this podcast, he's healthy. Ah, yeah. So That's start key. him if you got him. You know, I have been a very Dolphins-heavy 50-50 player the last few weeks. and How's that worked out for you? Hey, the Dolphins have won two straight. You're the, um, you're the I sense a trend I'm here. the Dolphin Whisperer. Is I that a thing? That's it. It's more of a squeaker. Somebody's got Dolphin. it. So, anyway, I've got Mike Kosicki going against Buffalo, and Buffalo, we know why they're there. I'm in town well, to play the Dolphins. They, uh, when you whisper to Dolphins, do you speak like they speak with those, those screeches? And those um, no, and I have, in fact, spoken to a Dolphin before. <laughs> Um, what? We wow. were when we were in the Florida Keys uh, on our last you, vacation. Were you off we your did, meds at this time? Yeah, we uh, we did the thing where you because our I don't know whatever resort thing we stayed at. You did the thing a, where you talked to dolphins. The, well, no, you 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 Most talked to the dolphins. Swim trainer. with dolphins. No, we didn't pay extra. We I couldn't afford the swimming. We got to stand on the dock and like pet the dolphin and talk to the dolphin. <laughs> did, was was there any polishing involved? 
Did you did you get to shine up the, the dolphins? Uh, maybe a little. I heard it when it came out. Wax or um, something. No. Anyway, yeah, dolphins at, at the dolphins. So, <laughs> and that's when the show went off the rails. I think Shuby, I think Shuby, the show notes are going to write themselves tonight. <laughs> oh, oh, good stuff. Mark that. Um, where was I? Mike Kosicki, 5,400 Fantasy Labs side and eight this week on Fantasy Draft. He did disappoint in the box score in a good matchup last week, but still got those six targets, and that was the second straight game with six. He caught all of four of his passes for 41 yards at Buffalo four weeks ago. Um, now it's worth noting Buffalo is allowing the fewest fantasy points to tight ends, only one touchdown allowed all year, and Johnny Smith's 57-yard catch is the high watermark for yardage against them in a game. So uh, not huge ceiling here. This is more of a floor play for my tight end. It's <laughs> <laughs> my dolphin. Am I hip? You're up, Bo. <laughs> How do you follow Please. that? I mean, I can't really. I can hardly wait. I, I'm going to have to get the pictures now. We'll put those in the show notes of me with the dolphin. Fantastic. Uh, two tight ends here. Starting with Darren Fells. Now, the Texans were on by last week, and he was dropped in a ton of leagues. This is your official reminder to go check and see if he's available because when I last looked, he was only owned in 26% of ESPN leagues. Remember, this is a guy who has six touchdowns this season, three touchdowns over his last two games, and he's tight end seven, according to Fantasy Labs, for Fantasy Draft this week in terms of value. Darren Fells should be on rosters in leagues, and he should be in lineups in most of them, especially given the way the tight end situation has been this year, and yet he's widely available. My other tight end, Kyle Rudolph of the Vikings. You know, the 2019 narrative during Vikings telecasts has been, you've heard, you've all heard it, Kyle Rudolph, he's more of a blocker this season. Not really catching too many passes this year. He's been asked to block a lot more. If you drank every time that you heard them say that during a Vikings game. I do. Season, oh, my gosh, you get hammered every week. I do. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a new narrative needed now because four touchdowns over his past four games, including two on Sunday Night Football, including one, which was absolutely spectacular. They figured out that they can throw to that big guy in the end zone now again, and he has great hands. So Kyle Rudolph available in 65% of ESPN leagues, even though he was picked up in a bunch of them following the Sunday night game. He's still widely available. The new Vikings nerve. Yet you will still hear in their game this week against the Broncos that he's been asked to block a lot more this year. Kind of like uh, Adam Thielen. You know he was... From a small college and unsigned draft pick and signed for $5 with the Vikings. <laughs> I just, Joey Browner had I mean, the strongest hands in football. And it's difficult <laughs> to speak on the air for one hour, as we've seen, and let alone three hours. So, like, I try to give announcers the benefit of the doubt. And oh, so I like, don't. Stuff like, but, like, well, if it's the same guy doing the things over and over, then it get then. You know, mm-hmm. like with, with <laughs> Monday night, like when Jadavian Clowney's in the middle of, like, one of the greatest statistical games of his career, and Booger says, "Well, it's not going to show up on the stat sheet." He's having a great game. To me. Like, Come on, man. like it, it literally is going to show up on the stat sheet. <laughs> he didn't turn to page two where they have the defensive stats. Oh, God. Right. I love that stuff. All Those right. are my only tight ends. Just um, two of them. I'm two clo- really good only ones. two. Only two. I'm going to close out with uh, my kicker. It's worked out well when I picked Dan Bailey. The Vikings win, so I'm taking one for the team, guys. 
Oh, and the Broncos are allowing the third most fantasy points to kickers. So Dan Bailey is my kicker. And my defense, after Bo's passionate rant against the Jets, I'm going to take the Jets' defense against Washington. They're only $5,600. That's down in toaster blender territory. They've got multiple sacks in three straight games. Washington has scored single-digit points in five of their last six outings. That's not good. 18 total points the last three games. So if your defense awards you points for not allowing points, uh, plus uh, the Jets also have 11 sacks, three giveaways, uh, or uh, takeaways, three ta- three takeaways, that and too. Jamal Adams. Uh, he can play a little bit. I, mm-hmm. I like what he can do, so I want him on my roster. All right, I found the dolphin. I found the picture. I'm sure you did. Yeah, are you going to pet it now? <laughs> well, it's not me petting. The I dolphin don't want to see that because I didn't have the. I didn't want the dolphin to steal my phone or for it to drop in the water. But that's that's the dolphin. That's what dolphins are known for. Yeah, yeah. they take phones. Uh, right in your pocket. <laughs> I'm going with Daniel Carlson versus Cincinnati they as my phones. kicker. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he told you when you were talking? <laughs> hey, hey, Anthony, give me, give hey, me you your got phone. a burner? I need a burner. <laughs> give me your phone, man. <laughs> I got to go down to Cuba quick. <laughs> uh, Daniel Carlson versus Cincinnati Raiders at home and have the highest implied team total of the week. Um, Carlson actually does not have double-digit points in any game all year, but has six or more in six straight. So he's if you just need a kicker who's not going to get you zero, Daniel Carlson's the guy. Uh, Washington <laughs> defense special teams versus the New York Giants. Low, set those expectations <laughs> low. He's going to do Hop okay. Right over he's going to do at least okay. Um, <laughs> Washington is going to be my defense going against the Jets. This is mostly just name your team against the Jets. Uh, Washington, though, is actually Fantasy Labs defense special teams number two at 5,300 over Fantasy Draft. The Jets are allowing the third most fantasy points to DSTs. That's defense special teams to the layperson. Have seeded 27 sacks in the last six weeks. They've turned the ball over two or more times in all but two games, three or more times in four games. And they've given up five opposing touchdowns or five defense special team touchdowns the last five weeks. That's ridiculous. That's not good. (laughs) Washington has multiple sacks in five straight and in six of its last seven games. Plus, they forced more than a turnover per game this season. Go Washington and right. Dolphins. <laughs> uh, my my kicker. I, I continue to be equal parts surprised and uh, and and grateful that Tuvi doesn't take Young Ho Koo as his <laughs> kicker each week. You know so. me. I'm trying to quit the Young Ho. <laughs> I'm going to uh, use him this week. He's available in 97 percent of ESPN leagues. In his debut for the Falcons last week, four for four from on field goals against those Saints. Two extra points gets the Panthers this week, and my defense is going to be the party. Oakland Raiders at home, streaming them against possibly the worst team in the NFL, those winless Bengals and Ryan Finley, who have 18 turnovers and a minus 11 giveaway takeaway ratio. Plus, they've allowed 31 sacks, so that's just a great matchup for yeah. any defense. Oakland Raiders available in your league, most likely. Mm-hmm. Well, because they've given up so many deep touchdown passes. <laughs> there is that, but hey, go ahead and stream It's the them. Bengals. Yeah. You know, you don't see that in the, in the you, stat. You, you don't see that little, in the box score. You give a little, you oh, take wait, a you little. do. Yeah, you do see that in the box score. Holy smokes, you guys. Hour and 14 minutes. Uh, I blame myself. Look at us go. I blame the Dolphins. Um, do you have anything else? No, Should I hope not. Should we call it not. quits? Yeah, <laughs> Bo needs to get back to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I need to get this uh, these show notes written. All right, well, <laughs> for all make, these great ideas. Make sure, yeah, I was gonna say it's gonna be a novel this week for <laughs> show notes. Uh, make sure you are going to fantasydraft.com using that code FF Party if you have not already to get seven free days of rake free fan- DFS daily fantasy sports and go to fantasylabs.com. Use ten off one zero off for ten dollars off that uh, trial offer they have there, and of course. 7.30, Wednesday nights, JL Beers Burnsville. Be here for the shenanigans and the uh, delicious food and drinks and uh, the show notes that are going to have to be heavily edited after the first draft, <laughs> I guarantee you. Uh, <laughs> so for, we can just start with the title. I'm already on. <laughs> that one won't work. That one won't work. <laughs> so for Tuvi and for Bo, Anthony Maggio here. Best of luck to you in week 11. We'll catch you in week 12.